dudes, how are we doing? It's your boy, Kohi, running a little solo action, uh, part of it, no big deal. It's going to be different, um, going to have to get used to it. Strange, not have any, uh, you know, back and forth banter with the boys. Jeefy, wedding week, um, that's understandable, obviously. Don't have to elaborate there, big Z-Dog. Out of town working, getting after it, having to having to pay them bills. Uh, so yeah, life happens. Didn't have a episode last week. Broke my heart, honestly, before week one. The only bright side I can say is week one wasn't great. Uh, you know, if you're a fanatic like me, and I'm sure most of y'all, your team got to play, which is always great. Uh, but as far as the whole week slate went, you know, not not a lot. Not a lot happening. Not not a crazy good week of football in general, in my opinion. Uh, we'll dive into it more, but I don't know. Just as a as a whole slate, didn't think it was crazy. Didn't think it was terrible. Like I said, your team gets to play football, so it's week one nonetheless. We're thankful for it. We're going to talk it over. We're going to dive into week two. It's me. It's y'all. The dudes are in spirit here. Like I said, no one hold GPNZ too hard accountable. They'll be back. Um, so yeah, let's dive into it. Jeefy, still my editor. Spin that. Prime time Dion, baby. Gets it done. 21, 20 point dog, something like that. Rolls into TCU. Hammers on. I mean, hammers them in a, in a dog fight. I'm not saying hammers them as far as blowout, but a back-and-forth dog fight on the road. And Shadur breaks the record for uh, Colorado passing yards in his first game there. Those were like 5'10", 500-plus. I don't know the exact 5'0-something. Uh, Travis Hunter lives up to the hype. Plays over 100 snaps. Huge pick at the goal line. Uh, like 110 receiving yards, 11 catches. I mean, the dude was a freak. Uh, running back ended up with four tutties. High-flying offense. Um, TCU, Kendall Browse, new offense coordinator. Can't be that mad at him, right? Scores 40 points. Uh, defense just couldn't get a stop. And I don't know. There's a lot of talk going around. I think Colorado jumped nearly 60 spots and have cracked the top 25 this week. That's where I'm going to roll into the whole – I, th- I just think it's a hair of an overreaction. I really do. Uh, it just – like they – I get they had a three-and-a-half win total, but at the same time, they got a big one. To jump 60 spots for anyone, beating any opponent is insane in my eyes. Uh, I think Colorado is very talented. I think they're going to make a bowl game. I, I'm going to hammer them versus Nebraska this week. But I think there's a hair of an overreaction there. Dion makes a huge splash. Awesome for them. I think they still got more to prove to be as covered and as blown up as they've been. I don't know if, you know, I'm trying to think of another 60, 70th ranked AP team. Uh, but, you know, if Tulsa rolls into TCU and takes them down, do they get that much credit? Probably not. Okay, but that's that's a Dion effect. That's prime effect, and, you know, good for him. Uh, like I said, this week they got Nebraska. I'm all over them. Um, as far as around the country, the bigger games we got to talk about, we'll get to them and skip no beat. I want to go to Sunday. We'll go back to Saturday, but I want to go. I want to go to Sunday mainly. Florida State. Let's talk Florida State 
baby. They're for real. They're for real. I'm, I've been on them hard. Uh, I think Z was a believer. I can't really remember. Joe, uh, Haiti's not here to defend himself because he, he even admitted on Twitter wasn't right about LSU. Okay, Jaden Daniels, the prediction wasn't wasn't everything it lived up to be. But, hey, Jeefy rides his pick. He, he admits that he's a little wrong on that take. But enough with them. Let's talk Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman. Okay, the receiver that came in from Michigan State for Florida State, three tutties, 100-plus receiving yards, first game. Uh, a top 10 game on paper, yes. I think LSU uh, has opened some eyes that may be a little overrated, but not a game we can take anything away from Florida State. Okay, I think nonetheless, LSU, even people that are not high on that, high on them at all, can't justify putting them outside the top. 15, even if you give them 20, Florida State embarrassed the top 20 team on everyone's spectrum, okay? I think they're top 15 at least. But Florida State routes them. Uh, and a game that – and I want to talk about it for a minute, you know, for, or LSU goes for it on the two. Four plays get zero points. Okay, just a few possessions later, they're on the 18 inside the red zone again. Four plays, zero points. Okay, so they leave some points out there early, and as we know, can always drastically, you know, that scoreboard changes, momentum changes, uh, teams start pressing, feeling a little more pressure, stuff like that. So who knows what could happen, but I think the main winner here is Florida State. The D-line disrupted LSU uh, heavily in the trenches. And then, like I said, I mean, Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman, to be that on page game one is a scary, scary, scary sight. And then none the, to, to go ahead and funnel and domino into it, like I said, I'm by myself here, so I'm I'm just rolling as it pops up. If you're a Florida State fan, you haven't felt this good. I mean, you do that on Sunday night in front of everyone, right, because you're the only game. Monday, Labor Day, everyone's off work, recovering. I know I was from the long weekend. Monday night, we get blessed with a little Clemson Duke, Duke a nine-win team last year. We're thinking, okay this could be a ball game, right? Like this could be a good Clemson laying 12 and a half, but you know, this could be a single score ball game. Wasn't single score. <laughs> wasn't single score. And it wasn't the way people thought Duke routes them 28, seven Cade Klubnik. What are we doing over at Clemson? I mean, they looked, they got blessed with a muff punt and scored, but other than that, I mean, they couldn't get anything going offensively. And again, you know, we always dog these teams that lose, and, I mean, that's the human nature, right? But let's not take anything away from Duke Blue Devils. They came and played some football. Okay, so I think they're they're a little something to be reckoned with over in the ACC. But to touch back on Florida State, I mean, how can you not be excited, right? Your number one test on paper, and this can change. You know, you got to respect Duke more, obviously, now. Okay, we'll get into the UNC talk as well over in that conference. But – you got to respect Duke a little more, but the Clemson big dog, Dabo, playoff contender, couple natties, that team just got blown out of the water by Duke. So they're down bad. They get punched in the mouth. Florida State's at an all-time high. You got to be excited if you're a Seminole fan. So I think those are some big takeaways. Uh, I mean, those three games, in my opinion, are the biggest. Okay, Colorado, big splash. Florida State, hey, we're here to play football this year. And Duke, hey, Clemson, you're going to have to win out or do something to be playoff contender. I mean, 
the the Clemson on the way out, and you know we talked about them and Bama, right? Down years for their standards last year. Can they bounce back? We kind of wrote both of them back in the picture, gave them benefit of the doubt. Alabama's going to get their test this week versus Texas, but Florida State answers the call. Clemson does not. Could we see a Florida State replacing Clemson, that ACC playoff contender? I don't know. Right, it's week one. So a lot of questions to answer. Uh, Clemson in a horrible spot. Florida State, great spot. Dion, those are your top three games right there. Dion, Clemson losing, Florida State beating LSU. Let's go to number four on my book. UNC. Okay, they sacked Spencer Rattler nine times. And you talk about a concern. No one likes penalties, right? No one likes coming out flat, stuff like that. Your guy gets sacked nine times. I mean, we're talking about a hyped-up game, a big-time game that some people thought, you know, should have been the opposite side favorite. South Carolina closed out being the favorite there. So there's a lot of disrespect to Drake May there, maybe just a little too much respect to uh, Spencer Rattler and South Carolina, the way they closed out, right? They beat Tennessee. Okay, they beat Clemson last year. That's all fine and dandy, but I think we talked about it. The majority of the year, South Carolina and Spencer Rattler weren't – they weren't good. They weren't a good football team, wasn't a good quarterback. So, I think a little too much credit was given there. And UNC beats them by two touchdowns. And, like I said, you know, May throws for 270, two tutties, two picks. Uh, I mean, Rattler at the end of the day threw for 350, but he couldn't, he couldn't get the ball in the end zone. So, I don't know. It's a – it's a crazy, crazy deal, and Rattler with those sacks ends up bringing South Carolina's total to negative two rushing yards, and that's that's obviously going to be a red flag every time. But nine sacks, like I said, that's what I circled. Um, man, I think that just – it doesn't suck the air out of South Carolina, but they were definitely getting pumped with some hype that we didn't know how true it was, okay? But they had a lot of believers, and I think it is, like I said, the end of that season – beat Tennessee and beat Clemson, you're making a lot of noise. That's people's last picture of you to come out and get slapped around like they did kind of against uh, North Carolina. That's just a tough, tough first game for them. Uh, Talk around the SEC, everyone else, me and a buddy were talking about this. A lot of cupcakes, right? We see Bama hang nearly 60, Ole Miss in the 70s, A&M in the 50s, Arkansas close to 60. Everyone takes care of business. Uh, I do want to go back a little. Talk a little Florida-Utah. Okay, Graham Mertz and Florida get embarrassed. Embarrassed in a game where they really needed to fight, really needed to compete make a little noise. Billy Napier, been a hell of a recruiter, okay? We've seen at Florida with Mullen, okay, and now maybe Napier, recruiting can only get you so far, right? And Mullen, they didn't think was a great recruiter, seemed to win a little better at Florida. Okay, hard to tell when Napier's only second year, but Napier knocking recruiting out of the water. But now we're looking, man, can this guy win football games in the SEC? And I like Napier. I think he was great at ULL. But that's a jump. Uh, He's going to have to answer some calls. He's going to have to do something with that seat because I know it's starting to warm up on him. Uh, That's just the fact of the matter. I mean, they got embarrassed. Graham Mertz didn't look good. Uh, Utah, also, it hurts when Cam Rising didn't even play and you get embarrassed like that. I think it was 27-11 final, 24-11. Um, 
yeah, that's a problem. I mean, that's a that's a that's a problem down in Gainesville, and I don't know how they're gonna they're gonna have to figure it out, and they're gonna have to figure it out quick. Uh, you know, they catch a little break this week, not having to not having to face a Utah caliber again. But I don't know if they don't if they don't answer fast. You got McNeese State this week. You know, they're gonna have they need a, a fifty to sixty point game, in my opinion, just to they're gonna have to calm them crazy Gator fans down down there a little, just a little bit. Okay, it's early. Utah respectable team that helps, but they're gonna have to do something quick. A um, couple quarterback questions in the SEC that I want to harp on. Jalen Milrow, in my opinion, did they play Middle Tennessee? Yes, they did. Okay, and I understand that, and I'll I'll admit that. Whatever you take it, you gotta take it with a grain of salt, right? But I think these teams like <clears throat> let's see. Trying to think, like a Georgia, we'll say. They blow it out. I, I think – I mean, they had a quarterback question as well, but I think Bama really needed to see Milrow have this game, more, much more than Carson Beck in Georgia, in my opinion. Uh, Milrow answers, athletic, humming the ball, looks great against Middle Tennessee. I think they needed it more just the fact of the matter they got Texas this week. Okay, and they – so they look good. Uh, another one, Milton. Milton up in Tennessee. Uh, looked good. Played Virginia. Okay, not not going to be a good football team this year. But another fan base that needed a you know what do we do now? Hendon Hooker's gone, right? I need I need Milton needing to be decent. Okay, and I think I think he did okay. I think he answered the call a little bit. Uh, I think Tennessee fans are happy to run for nearly three hundred yards. But the biggest one to me, this is to me personally, was back to Milrow. Okay, if Milrow would have came out and we had to see Ty Simpson, okay, and we had to see Buckner and all this right before Texas, I mean, Alabama fans are, are panicking, and they'll never show it, right? Us as college football fans, we know. Okay, they can they can have Mac Jones when the picture was circling of the beer gut a little bit before they knew he was Mac Jones, right? They're confident as can be. Confident as can be. Doesn't matter. Hey, Nick Saban, roll tide, right? We're not going to lose a football game this year. But I think in the back of their mind, to see Milrow come out and play the game he did and show the athleticism he did and make some crazy plays, you know, the bad snap he picked up and ran for whatever it was, 40 yards, touchdown. I think them seeing that, man, they are more confident than ever going against Texas. Because we'll just go straight into that game. Like We're on it. Like I said, not a lot of transitioning, not a lot of letting other people talk, right? It's just me. We'll go straight into that game. Texas receiving staff we know is dangerous, right? A.D. A.D. Mitchell from over at Georgia, A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy. Okay, Bama battling a little secondary uh, injuries. I think seeing Milrow helped them confidently so much. Okay, they they had little questions about this offense, and I think they got some answers. They're pretty confident in their front seven. Uh but man, having having Milrow answer some questions and give them some confidence, I think that's a big one. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I'm hammering. I'm hammering Bama. I'll go ahead and get that pick. I'm I'm Bama over Texas big time, and it's mainly for me. I I was with a Bama buddy of mine, uh, so we watched nearly every snap of Bama game, and just seeing his athleticism and kind of answering the call. He almost even me as a gambler and just a college football fan. It kind of answered my you know. Hey, I think they do got their guy, right? I don't I don't I don't have any worries either, just as a gambler. So 
that that call was answered for me around the country. Uh, a little troubling one to me. Um, and I know it's a win. Hey, a win's a win, somewhat. Ohio State twenty three three over Indiana. Uh, Kyle McCord twenty for thirty three two forty. Zero touchdowns, one pick. We talked about it, man. Ohio State replacing some shoes that are that are hand stitched, we'll say, for CJ Stroud. What I mean by that, like CJ Stroud almost I'm not putting him in the same boat, but what me and Z said about Bryce Young, it was Z's quote. Hey, if Bama don't have a Bryce Young or Bama don't have Bryce Young, no one has him, right? There's not another Bryce Young. And in ways, I don't think there's another CJ Stroud from last year. So they, I don't know. I think that's the same one that if he would have came out and threw for, you know, 300, four tutties, no picks, Ohio State would have said, yeah, we played Indiana, but, hey, we do got our guy, right? We're confident in it. They taught Kyle McCord. That's fine. Like, they probably showed off that they believed it or he was going to be great, whatever. But for him to come out and not, not play too good at football against Indiana, and I get it, it's hard to get up against games where you're, 30-point favorite, right? I, I understand that to an extent. But at the same time, he needed a good one for him being the first first year, first game of, hey, I'm taking these reins. This is my Buckeye team. So I think there's a little concerns there. Wouldn't look too far into it. Um, let's see. There's one more. Uh, Oregon, Bo Nix, 81 points. I just want to say Bo Nix in year 10. Not going to say he's going to be a problem, but that Pac-12 can get very, very fun and interesting. With Bo Nix, got to put respect on Shadir Sanders now at Colorado. Okay, we still got Caleb Williams. We still got Michael Pennant in Washington, who looked fantastic. Man, I, I just think there's a lot of good football on the West Coast, and that's fun. We know there's going to be good competitive football in the SEC, right? The Big Ten, I just hit a little bit of Ohio State, but we still got Penn State, Michigan. Michigan didn't look just overwhelming, but I think all these all these conferences being competitive, right? Duke knocking off Clemson already, and Florida State over there in the ACC. North Carolina talked a little of them. I think there being so many competitive conferences, it's going to be good for the sport uh, this year. I think I, I don't think there's that many. Okay, let's pencil in the one, two, three in the playoff, and this four spot. Yeah, they could shock us. I mean, right now. It's week one, but we got to react to it. I got, I've got to say something about it. Right now, there's a lot of teams making noise. A lot of them, top twenty, top fifteen. Let's go top top twenty could be a stretch. Top fifteen right now making some noise. Uh, and talking top fifteen, the AP polls out after week one concluded. We got Georgia, Michigan, Bama, Florida State, top four. I love that. I agree with it firmly. Um, the exact same top four I would have after week one, in my opinion. We go down to five, Ohio State, USC, Penn State, Washington, Tennessee, Notre Dame caps off top ten. So, I mean, Notre Dame and Sam Hartman, I mean, they're just flying under the radar, right? They beat the shit out of Navy week one or week zero, excuse me, but play Tennessee State this week 56-3. Like I said, it's hard to – it's hard to say much when you play Tennessee State. I understand that. But at the same time, when you're taking care of business like that, you got to just do a little tip of the cap. Okay, Notre Dame, they checked the box this week, right? We don't have to – I mean, we don't have to dive into them and, oh, 7.5 yards of carry versus Tennessee State. That's a good number. 
no, just tip of the cap. They check the box this week, keep it moving. Notre Dame top 10. Uh, that 11 through 15, I want to talk about Texas, Utah, Oregon, LSU, Kansas State. LSU, Kansas State, I think it takes a little step back. So we'll just say that top 13 ending at Oregon. I mean, we got a good, we got a good top thing. We got a good battle. All right. And the first thing it makes you think of top 13. Oh, well, Kohe, this could be the year. We're one year late, 12 team playoff. You're telling me you wouldn't want to hear that right now? Then top four getting buys, putting number five, Ohio State hosting Utah. I mean, come on, fellas. What are we? USC hosting Texas, Penn State hosting Notre Dame. 12 team playoff just gets me fired up even thinking about it. And it's, it's going to prove, I hope next year it's still as competitive as this year. And I'm not trying to already think about next year. I don't want to do that at all, right? We're only one weekend. But I'm just saying, a 12-team format this year would have me so fired up. But this is this year, 14 playoff, one week down. All right, we're not going to harp on it next year. We've, we've given the committee and college football people enough, NCAA, enough hell since the time of this pod. So we'll keep it moving. Week two, talk a little top 25 action. Highlight game, we, we touched base on it, Texas-Bama. Uh, I'm staying Bama. I'm all over Bama. NT town, it's almost like a revenge game, but not, right, because they did win last year. But, you know, they caught a lot of slander, right? The main headline, Ewers finishes that game, Bama loses. All right? I, anyone can say it. It's a, it's a You're a fan. You, we can say whatever we want at the end of the day. But – on the flip side, at the end of the day, Alabama won the football game at Texas, got out of there with a win. We'll never know what would have happened if Quinn Ewers does play that football game because he didn't finish it out. So it's just part of it. But if I'm Alabama, I'm sitting here, hey, at the end of the day, we beat them guys on their turf, sold out, scorching hot, hectic environment, a lot of adversity. We got out of there with a win. So I think at Tuscaloosa, I think it's it's going to be rocking. Night game, huge game. Maybe a little, hey, get ready for this ass kicking you're going to be dealing with in the SEC. All right, I don't know if that's running through Bama's head as much as it is just a public narrative. I don't think it is. But a lot of storylines line up is what I'm getting at. So if Milrow can, you know, be be a threat on the ground, which I think he can with his legs, I think that gives Texas a lot to worry about. And the only question mark, or maybe maybe phone to answer for Bama, secondary's got to be able to play some D, contain A.D. Mitchell, right, contain Xavier Worthy. And I don't even – it's almost just <clears throat> damage control, I guess you could say. Xavier Worthy's going to have a football game, okay? He's going to put up some numbers. He's going to have catches. They're going to force feed him the ball if they have to. He's, he's, he's their player. He's their guy. Okay, but I think if you can damage control it a little bit, I think Alabama ends up running away with it. Uh, I'll say two scores. It's a touchdown line. I'm like I said, I'm on Bama, so I'm I'm already playing two scores. Um, another one I want to talk about, and let's go ahead and talk about the uh, Big Twelve. Getting them. we already talked Colorado beating TCU, little embarrassment. Texas State, TJ Finley's that starting quarterback. If you forgot that name. Texas State 11-point route at Baylor. Probably the wildest game of the weekend as far as just lines and upsets. I know uh, 
People love the Colorado one, which is fine. I get that. 20-point dog. Texas State, 27-point dog at Baylor. TJ Finley, and they go and beat them by 11. So, Baylor gets embarrassed as well. Uh, and then Texas Tech. Texas Tech also falls on their opener. Double overtime versus Wyoming. So, the Big 12 took one on the chin. And I know I'm an SEC guy. SEC took one on the chin. Okay, we had three tests, I'd say. Florida at Utah Thursday night, L. Okay, South Carolina and UNC, South Carolina falls. Big time highlight, LSU, Florida State, LSU embarrassed. So there's a difference right there. All three lose by two touchdowns at, at minimum. SEC and Big 12, rough weekend. Okay, I know folks talked about how many points the SEC team scored and shit like that. End of the day, top three games, the SEC lost all three of them. Big 12 lost games they shouldn't have lost. So I think the Big 12 and the SEC got some work to do. Uh, need to really come out and prove themselves as a conference, in my opinion, in some big games because as of right now, they really ain't won a big one. So good chance for Bama to get on the board. Uh, like I said, I'm taking them two scores. I don't know. I, th- I think they I think they roll with them. But let's keep it moving. Week two, another big game. Nebraska-Colorado. It, it's turned into a big game, right? I think week one, Nebraska was favored by like nine. Post-Colorado TCU game, Colorado favored by three. A lot of credit to them. Okay, so it's, it's turned into a big game. It's national news. They're getting people to tune in. So I think that's a big one. I'm, I'm riding Colorado. I'm going with them. Next up, rematch from last year, A&M at the U, Miami. Um, A&M catching a lot of a lot of respect. Okay, they 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 tend to do right. They're they're loaded. They have the players. They have the money. Their big brand name. Um, people are buying back into them. They they win by like forty last week. Miami, what I mean, who knows, right? They win thirty eight three over Miami, Ohio. How much can you take from that? Opened up, <clears throat> excuse me. Opened up as A&M four and a half point favorite. I want to stay SEC. I do. I'm going to. I'm going to. I think Wegman looked good. Connor Wegman, A&M quarterback, looked good. Good enough. Uh, I don't know how good Van Dyke's going to be for Miami. Right? He scared me last year. I was high on him. Turned out kind of mediocre, maybe a little above average. Um, but this spread, another one that's going down. Started at six, down to four and a half. So, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay A&M. Uh, the second biggest game of the week. Probably, in my opinion, it's tough to talk about. I wish G was here to take it away. Ole Miss going down two lane. Okay, and I know what you're thinking. Kohe, dog, it's about to get on a little tear. And I think Ole Miss minus seven's free. I really, I truthfully do. They, they score 70 plus. I'm not even saying it has anything to do with that. I think their transfer receivers had like five tutties. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Uh, it was an organized scrimmage against Mercer, in my opinion. I just I, I don't know if Tulane can really can really keep up like that. And you say, oh, Kobe, they beat USC last year in that bowl game. Hey, you ain't got to yell at me, guys. I, w- I would love nothing more for Tulane to beat Ole Miss. I would love nothing more. I would be unbearable probably. But I just don't know if they can really keep up. I think Ole Miss is going to be maybe similar to last year, right? Uh, pretty decent start. They're going to make some noise with this game with Tulane being top 25. I don't think they're going to be just 
I don't think they're going to even sniff to play for the West or nothing like that. Or I don't think they're going to sniff Bama week four, I think it is. But I think they can get by Tulane. Um, I really do. Other than that, man, there's not a ton of just big football games again. Like I said, the slate does get a little better, right? We get Wisconsin, Washington State. Don't hate that. A little USC Stanford. Stanford didn't look bad out there on the island versus Hawaii. I believe it's Friday night. Okay, so so we get we get some better football. Um, I do want to talk a game that's not top twenty-five. It's gonna get slandered because it's my team. I understand. Whatever, I'll catch hell for it if anyone wants to give it to me. I think it's a good football game. Arizona coming over to Starkville. We went out there last year, and I think both programs were – I think we were a good football team. I think Arizona was a step behind. I think this year they get a lot of guys back. Uh, Jaden Delora, quarterback, little scrambling type of guy, good quarterback in my opinion, a very fair quarterback for a team like Arizona. Um, I think it's going to be a good game. It's, it's like a nine-point spread. Mississippi State ran for 300 last week. Another one, was it organized scrimmage? Probably so. Southeastern Louisiana. State came out pretty flat. Ended up winning by 41. Yeah, 48-7. Did some good things. Like I said, ran the ball for 300. Kicked two field goals, 45-plus yards. Uh, defense was pretty good. Uh, I don't think they were as good as they can be, so that's a plus to give up seven, and your D has some room for improvement. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean – no bias involved. I think it's going to be a good football game. It's going to be one worth watching week two. Um, State's going to have to come out and play better, and if not, it's going to be a really good game to watch because I think Arizona's going to be chippy. Uh, they're going to want to punch us in the mouth, and they're going to keep it close. So I'm excited for my team to be playing a respectable opponent this week, I would say at least. Uh, us having a big Mississippi listening and being based out of Mississippi. Got to talk. I think Ole Miss fans will honestly be happy they got that 70-point win or whatever it was out of the way with Mercer. Now you kind of get to get a little more amped up and, hey, we get a respectable opponent. We get to really get on the map um, and be an SEC, like I said, down here in Mississippi. I think Bama falls in that boat too. Obviously a much higher respectable opponent than Tulane in Arizona. But I'm just saying I think it's fun for your team when they finally do get that a little bit bigger test, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a good week. Um, luckily I'm blessed to be in Joe G's wedding as the best man and being part of his big day. But I told him, Hey, don't think that phone's not slipping out, catching, catching some scores. Right. Luckily his wedding's early. He's a nice guy. Six o'clock, uh, state kickoff, six 30. Or man, I might have him vice versa. Six 30, Texas, Bama. So we're, we're catching, I'm catching the ones I really need. Uh, I'll be at his reception. We'll be having a great time. Z's going to be in town. Hate that Z's not here because I feel like I love. I know the guy. I've been around him forever. It's going to be my first time meeting Z Dog. So the whole pod's going to be together. Joe G's big day. Getting married. Uh, love you, G. When you're editing this, proud of you, brother. Z Dog, keep working. And dudes, army. Let's just keep riding. All right, let's just keep it going. Week in, week out, we're going to be back. We're sorry about week one, okay? That's on it's on me. All right, I went on a fishing trip with work. That's on me. I'm selfish. That was a selfish, bullshit fishing trip, and I apologize. Won't happen again. Dude's army. Let's ride. <laughs>